Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. The old bat Nancy Pelosi was going to ostensibly go to Taiwan and China's government, their military, had said they were going to do something about it. They apparently posted a video of a missile uh, launching and suggesting that they don't, were going But to- don't they put one of those out every week? Well, including Russia and any was, area of the country has a military? This was specifically in regards to Pelosi. The suggestion was they were going to blow her air, airplane out of the sky. Apparently that didn't happen, at least on the way there. And, well, that's good. And so she she did arrive in Taiwan, but that hasn't stopped the saber rattling from continuing. Uh, the the-sun.com saying that China is vowing to, quote, fight to the death, unquote, and is amassing tanks on beaches Ahead of what could be a D-Day-style invasion on Taiwan, fueling World War III fears. They say that uh, Beijing has threatened to take action as it accuses the U.S. of provoking them over the breakaway island, which the Communist Party has long claimed belongs to China. And uh, the resolve on both sides is now being stretched to breaking point as one of the most senior politicians in the U.S., Nancy Pelosi, has arrived in Taiwan. She is second in line to the presidency, behind only Kamala Harris, and is a vocal critic of China and longstanding enemy of Donald Trump. You remember when uh, Joe Biden was running for office and the big, uh, the big talking point was that, oh, he's all cozy with China? Quote, America's solidarity with the 23 million people of Taiwan is more important today than ever as the world faces a choice between autocracy and democracy, she wrote on Twitter. Well, the United States doesn't know anything about democracy. Mm. They, they they are very much about the autocracy, though, from what I can tell. Well, people do get to vote here. Yeah, for one, for <laughs> one party. Yeah, it doesn't matter what they vote, but they do get to vote. And that's that's all she's trying to t- say is that, oh, well, our system's better than their system. And so we should go to war over that. Oh, and by the way, your gas is going up again because of oh, the war in Taiwan. Really? No, I mean, oh, it's, that, 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 yeah, it's going to go back up. Well, isn't didn't Biden actually get rid of the federal gas tax? Didn't that actually happen? Isn't that the reason why the, it, the gas prices are down? And, never, and it's selling millions of barrels of uh, reserve, reserve oil to China? Oh, I thought they were letting it out into the U.S. I didn't know they were selling them to they're China. S- they're, selling it, well, they, wow. they're, they're selling to the highest bidder, which I just see. happened to be China. Uh, Brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, really, there's no point in, in saying anything else about what this woman has to say over there. It's all a political maneuver, basically, like you said, to get people riled up, get them behind another war effort that the Democrats are you know, going to get people into. I'm not saying Republicans wouldn't do the same thing, uh, but it that's what's happening now. So... Uh, there's more. There's the, the rest of the article is just all tough talk about, you know, one side's military versus the other side's military and who's going to do what. You know, we were just talking about kind of comparing the Ukraine conflict with what could happen with China. And again, hope it doesn't happen. You know, right. I, I don't want to see uh, any kind of war. But just comparing the two, not only is the Ukraine thing a much, I'm not going to call it an even match, but, you know, you got 144 million people in Russia and 40-something million in Ukraine versus over a billion in China and 23 million in uh, Taiwan. So it's a completely different world we're talking about here. And also think about the trade aspect of this. That's that's the big one in that's my, in my huge. book. So, so our economy is basically propped up via the Chinese economy. Right. How many items do you buy at the store that say made in Russia? Just yeah, but that, that's oil, true for the Chinese oil, as well. Oil, fertilizer... Uh, wheat, 
Yeah, but I never that, seen I mean, it. I mean, right? that's all we really get from it. Russia. Yeah, you don't see it anywhere. There's like almost nothing that you buy at the store from Russia, but almost everything comes from China. If there's a war between the United States and China, you better believe that's all going to end. You think it's tough getting computer chips for the cars right now with the supply chain issues just due to COVID, quote-unquote, because some Chinese uh, manufacturers have closed their manufacturing due to, let's say, you know, cities locking down or whatever stupid reasons they, they closed them for. That's caused problems. That's caused ripples yeah. and issues with the, with the supply chain. Again, we, we love peace here on Free Talk Live. I don't relish any of these things happening, but that's what governments do. They, they are violent, they're evil, they're killers, and they're more than happy to put young lives on the lines for the glory of these politicians. Yep, rich old men. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if I recall correctly, based on the numbers, the U.S. government knows that it only has until like 2030 or something like that before China has just completely overtaken the United States technologically and militarily and economically. So if, if they want to actually have a war with China and stand any chance of actually succeeding, the clock is ticking. Mm. I don't want them to succeed. I don't want there to be a war with China. I, I want them to, you know, peacefully compete with one another and engage in trade and, you know, have a free market. They won't do that. But the clock is ticking if they want to have any chance whatsoever, because China is just getting stronger and the United States is just getting weaker. Of course, as we know, a lot of people are planning to leave the United States. Our very own Mark Edge is looking at uh, moving to, well, I mean, maybe technically already has. He just sort of moves around, but he's got uh, something he's putting together in Honduras. There have been other people who've been moving to Mexico. Uh, I've been watching a show over the last four weeks now called The Anarchists, all about uh, voluntarist anarchist types moving into Mexico. And Conan, you have a story tonight about some Mexican migrants, people migrating from the United States oh, yeah. into but, Mexico. But I had one question. Uh, the the military, the Chinese military, the size of it. You know, we're always told mm-hmm. that uh, uh, the, 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 the size of the U.S. military dwarfs every, everyone else. So we're talking about people getting the F out of the United States, and there's different reasons, of course, to do this, and one of them might be the impending doom of a World War III. Uh, certainly, you're. Where can you flee though to get away from World War Three? You can flee to any country that's not participating, and your odds. <laughs> but, it's, but it's a world war. <laughs> are better. Yeah, that's what they call it. But there's still mean, World War Two was pretty comprehensive. South America? I don't know if they got. You got. Had... You got the Appalachia. People ran to South America. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good place Nazis to hide. Did, I think but. South America's probably South America and the southern half of Africa might be the only places that weren't touched by World War Two. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't expect. You know, there's no reason to expect that the same situation is going to happen this time around. Sure. And you know, the fact is, if you're not in one of the saber rattling countries, you're probably better off. I tend to think uh, so. Yeah. So uh, I don't blame anybody who wants to to take a walk, and that's what's happening with apparently a large number of people moving into Mexico. And Conan, you have a story about that tonight. Guess they're not being too well received. In no, some they're parts. not. Well, it's a certain type that are moving that these people oh? that these Mexican city locals are complaining about. Really? Uh, like for you know here in New Hampshire, I don't have any problem with immigrants, migrants, uh, out of out of staters moving in as long as they are not that type. I wish we had more Mexicans. Mass holes. To... I'm speaking. To, I'm talking yeah. about you guys. This call is kind of for Aria because I just got her book, Dancing in Hellfire. So I, I didn't know that was still for sale. <laughs> really? Yeah, I thought I delisted that long ago. But okay, cool. Was it was it a used <laughs> copy or a new copy? 
No, they're brand new. They were printed July 30th. Someone making money off your books, are you? <laughs> it sounds like print on demand. So it, it is print on demand. So, I mean, there, there's a, ch- a checking account I have that, you know, the payments for the book go into. I haven't checked it in, in years. Mm. Wow. All right. But what about I guess it? thanks. Uh, I thought it was really well written so far. I mean, I've been picking like random pages to flip to, and I think there's there's something in this book for everyone to relate to, especially if they came from a dysfunctional home. And the other thing that I liked is you don't indent; you put like spaces between the paragraphs. It makes it easy to read. So, yep. okay. And this is a biogra- uh, autobiographical kind of thing. What is it, Aria? This book. I, I, I'm not sure I would stand by it at this point. You know, it's like going back really? and looking at my YouTube videos from like seven or eight years ago. It's like, yeah. would, would, would I still put this this way? Would I still stand by this mm-hmm. work? It's like, I, how I, old is this now? Seven or eight? It's, it's about the same amount of time mm-hmm. as like my earliest YouTube videos. Some of those I have delisted because I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't like the way I said this. I don't like the way I came across here. $450 a month is the average salary mm-hmm. for a New, New Mexican native. So if you're so if you're so if you're working local and this is the that's unlikely. A lot of these people are people that are able to work online. That's why they're able to travel easily. Digital digital nomads and those these are the people who are moving in there who are taking over. Uh, And if you're making, I mean, even just two thousand a month, Mm -hmm. you can live like a king. Oh, you better believe it. Uh, So uh, so this is happening. The uh, they're they're not only are they uh, moving in, taking all the, the the available real estate hotels. Which is good for the hotel business, by the way. That these the, the hotel business in Mexico City is not complaining about this. They love it. Mm-hmm. It's this guy Bustos, who's a university professor or whatnot. Uh, who's, oh, what a surprise! An who, academic <laughs> who sees uh, who's com- complaining about the his one of his biggest complaints is English is taking over. Mm. Wow, he's in a restaurant. Oh, the poor guy. He asked for a, for a, a menu, and it's an uh, English language menu is handed to him. Mm-hmm. And oh, he, I can just hear him saying, and, just and he, why in the hell do I have to press seven for Spanish? And, he, <laughs> mm-hmm. and of course, he hands it back and says, one in Spanish, please. So we, so we, what this, a snowflake. Yeah, well, he, absolutely. I mean, does he speak English? Probably he does. It, it, he it probably was, does. It sounds like he probably does. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. The only thing I've learned truthfully about writing is you got to write what you know. Because even a dog can smell a lie. That's really good advice as well. That's why John Grisham uh, writes so many uh, books about attorneys and lawyers and stuff like that. It's because, you know, he was an attorney. He knows what that world is like. And it's why so many of... Yeah, I, it's really cliche, but it's why so many of Stephen King's alt, uh, characters are also writers, because he knows mm. the lifestyle of someone who's struggling as a writer. And there are other writers that do branch out, but they a lot of them do a lot of research, right? They will yeah. go and Ken pour. Follett's one of those enormous yeah. amounts of research into some of his works. Right. You, you've got to love the water you're swimming in, basically. Mm-hmm. 
Makes sense. But uh, all right. So as far as the word police go and everybody trying to change definition of that, can a man have a baby? I mean, it's, it's all crazy. And this is all our whole language, everybody's language in the civilized world. I mean, except for, you know, Indonesians, such Japanese languages and all them are based back on Latin. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like politics, poly. Many plies, ticks. Well, that definition has never changed. <laughs> Blood sucking parasite. That's a good old. That's <laughs> yep. a good old one, there, major. Gentrification happens. People move and move and move. Mm-hmm. With they vote with their feet. That's just the, that's just the nature of humanity. That's, that's how it works. I mean, we all three of us have done just this. We yeah. moved to New Hampshire specifically uh, to to better our lives, and I, and some of the locals. Here in New Hampshire, do not like like it, it. and all they do is complain and create Facebook groups. They just had a rally about us. Write articles about how they hate us and how we need to go away. Oh yeah, same old story. Get over it. I mean, it's just how it works. And and I, as far as I can tell, I've and I'm I'm a hardworking dude, and I've I have I have brought uh, wealth, capital, Mm -hmm. uh, human human capital to this to this this town. Right. Embrace it, and maybe you can make some money off of it instead of just complaining about it. Yep. So the State Department says there are 1.6 million U.S. citizens living in Mexico, hmm. although it doesn't know how many are based in the capital. Mexican, uh, um, Mexican census data track only foreigners who have applied for residency, and most remote workers do not. Okay, and by it, the way, Mexico's population is estimated at about 128 million, so we're talking about so around a small 1%. little fraction. Yeah. Um, and that's all of Mexico? Yeah. Um, and it seems like... Uh, it's, and, and, and this article says that you don't even need a visa. What's the rents like there in New York these days? Funny that you ask. I'm looking for a new apartment, and I looked at the stuff in the city. You know, you guys should Google this guy, Jimmy. Oh, I forget his last name. He he always runs for mayor. And Jimmy Justice? Is this no, the rich no, too damn high guy? The rent is too oh, damn high. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it who is. he is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. What are you looking at? What are you, when you're going around looking at apartments in the city, what are you seeing? What, what uh, borough and what are, you, what are you looking at? Funny. So I went on apartments.com, and for many days I was, like, looking. These great apartments, I thought, hey, there's a studio for a studio apartment for, like, $2,100, which is <sighs> That's apparently, cheap, right? apparently cheap in, yeah. uh, in Manhattan. And wow. No, but here's, here's the kicker of, the, of it is every time I called a real estate agent about it, they wouldn't return my call or they would like kind of say it's off the market already. And I wondered, mm. finally today, I reached the real estate agent who said, she was like so frustrated. She's like, I'm getting so many calls from this site. They're just resurrecting old listings that I used to have like two years ago. Uh-huh. and putting them up without my permission. They're wasting everyone's time. <laughs> wow. So that might be out of yeah. date. That 2100, that might be an old rent. Might be higher oh, now. Yeah. New York City is notorious for rent control, uh, and of course, what the you know the, the one of the problems that comes out of this is that landlords aren't allowed to raise the rent based right. on whatever market circumstances that they would need to raise the rent. So, if their property taxes are going up, if their costs are going up, they're locked in to charging 
whatever it is that they're locked into charging by the rent control. And so as a result of that, uh, some of these rent control places end up becoming abs- absolute garbage uh, because the landlords are like, well, if I can't if I can't get the money in for my tenants, I'm sure as hell not going to fix the water heater or whatever, right? And then, like, and then they're accused of being slumlords, yeah. which which in actuality a slum. Yeah, but in actuality it was it was, you know, not exactly their fault. I mean, it might be bad landlords, but you know, right. it's important to be able to get the money that uh, from your investment. Otherwise, why do it? I mean, to me, it's just the government telling people what they can and can't do with their own property, telling them what they can and can't using the threats of violence and the threats of force to say, right. no, you can't charge this amount of money for people to stay on your property. So to me, it's a non-starter. It's immoral. Well, and then like you see in cities like uh, Seattle and other places where you know the restrictions on building exist so it's not like the market can just expand itself because the government won't let you you can't just start building somewhere where there's an open or tear a, you yeah. know tear an existing yeah. building down try moving a trailer out in the middle of the woods the original libertarians in europe especially um were more on the socialist side back then socialism was a word that they used to protest a lot of the uh government enforced uh, essentially force of the government used on the side of the capitalists and the industrialists and the employers. So, for example, bringing out the National Guard to hit workers to get back to work if they're striking peacefully. Or, for example, uh, evicting people. So the Irish potato famine um, and the famines in Bengal and others uh, were pretty much man-made uh, famines because of the system uh, of what happened in the 18th century. If you go to Wikipedia, uh, you'll find um, the Irish potato famine, uh, causes and contributing factors. And then one of the things is that um, it says, during the 18th century, the middleman system for managing landed property was introduced. Land collection was in the hands of the landlord's agents or middlemen. This assured the landlord of irregular income and relieved them of direct responsibility while leaving tenants open uh, to exploitation. It also goes on to talk about how um, later on, in 1879, the League boycotted, quote, notorious landlords and members physically blocked the evictions of farmers. Subsequent reduction in homelessness and house demolition resulted in a drastic reduction in the number of deaths. So, so I really still don't understand. You know, I don't know how we got onto the Irish potato famine, dude, but I do not care about that. What I don't understand is how somebody could call themselves a socialist and a libertarian at the same time. I mean, isn't a socialist... Especially prior to Karl Marx and the, the phrase capitalism and socialism in the first place. It, well, isn't a socialist somebody who believes that the state should control industry? No, not at all. Um, the original socialists were talking about cooperatives and workers owning a factory. Nothing to do with government violence at all uh, well the people the socialism is the people control the means but they use government to do it for them yeah i mean well, that's, that's the standard people. definition here i mean uh, dictionary.com a system of social organization that advocates the ownership and control of the means of production and distribution capital land etc by the community as a whole usually through a centralized government if you didn't want rich people coming to your neighborhood you should have had higher rent <laughs> How's you, that going to stop you, rich people from coming? You shouldn't have made it so uh, uh, likable. You should not be hospitable, likable people. You should be angry, <laughs> nasty people. Well, and, who wants to live that life, Conan? Exactly. This, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is how it works. Well, that's um, the thing. Most people are not angry, 
uh, inhospitable people. <laughs> Most people are good people, and they want to be kind to others and welcoming to others. And it's the angry, inhospitable ones that are mad about this. So, you know, too bad for them. Let them stew about it. Yeah, it doesn't, but I mean, but they can't I mean, do anything about it. No, you can't. But I mean, you, but just consider this. I mean, we t- we looked at the numbers. I mean, you the Mexicans outnumber visitors yearly, annual visitors sure. by a crazy ratio. Um, and and you're not going to English is not going to become the uh, uh, the number one speaking language in the next year. Doesn't seem like it. No, I, I don't see that happening. If if you've ever been to South Florida, where you know we both grew up in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, half of the half of the state is Spanish speaking. And it's it's never bothered me. I no. mean, you might you might go down to Miami and try to buy some groceries, and and there is everything's in Spanish, and none of the. Uh, I've never been to Miami, so I never had that experience where there's even like even where I come from in Florida, which is the West Coast of Florida. I never had any kind of issue speaking anything but English. It's I, I, I was many 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 uh, times in Miami, you know, in grocery stores where there was no English speaking at all. By the way, I had avocado toast, toast for the first time. Really? I never had it before. My my boss heard me complaining about it, about the people who eat Uh it, and so she got some for me for breakfast. How was it? It was was just like what you would expect, avocado on a toast. Well, I've never eaten avocado, so I I don't know what to expect. What? Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, come on. You you need to before you can't get them anymore. Well, first of all, the Mexican avocados are gone from the stores around here. Okay. They used to be the best. Best avocados were from Mexico. Like if you get an avocado from but Peru, Cal- but California and Florida are still there's available. There's a bunch of them from Peru right now, and they're just not as they're not as good for whatever reason. I don't huh. know why that is. It's just the way it is up here. Um, but I mean, different weather, different climate, all that. Maybe uh, if I could grow uh, them, if I could grow an avocado tree, I would. Just like I know a citrus yeah, tree, but that's, it's, never... it's not happening. But but the, but five dollars for some 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 avocados spread on some toast. It's crazy. Or whatever price these kids. It's it's dumb. See, that's what I thought when I first heard about avocado toast, Conan. I'm like, what is that all about? Avocado on toast. It sounds boring, right? It does. Um, but uh, then I met Bonnie, and she was into the avocado toast, but she does it up. Like, she does, like, all these spices and stuff on there, and you can let, throw in a layer of meat if you want to, mm-hmm. you know, make it a little more interesting, some cheese, and it's yeah, you actually could, you really could, good. You could make a good yeah. good little meal out of this. But yeah, if it was just avocado on toast, I'd be like, Pff. I've been hearing that our city, um, they're going to have the speeding cameras and make it permanent. So, um... I guess when they started out, it was supposed to be like mobile, mobile vans moving around and um, kind of moved around. Now it's going to be like permanent, which is good. I'm all in favor of it. And I Why? just hope. Ari, she, he, she, she's been telling us that yeah. she's in favor of the speeding cameras for like what? I know, but why is she in favor? What, what do you think they're going to accomplish? What do you think they're going to achieve? Well, you know what? I actually live at Albuquerque. We have number one pedestrian per capita fatalities. Uh-huh. Um, if you were to live here, you would feel the same way I would do. You live in New Hampshire. Would they, would they have law and order? This is the wild, wild <laughs> This is the live free or die uh, uh, state. We, um, we, have, we have roundabouts. We don't, even do, yeah. we don't even do stoplights. We have roundabouts, and people just go around in circles and that's how we get around. Yeah, we that's how we get around we, cameras. First of all, even if even if we give Sarah her belief that the speeding cameras are going to affect people, because I don't think. But they have the care. highest pedestrian fatality thing or whatever. At this, right. But but let's right. just give her that that point. Let's just say, all right, speeding cameras go in. All of a sudden, everybody's doing the speed limit. 
which is completely unrealistic to believe, but let's go ahead and give it to her. Yeah, I don't care what the law says. Uh, I look both ways. And I don't walk around. I right. don't walk down the sidewalk with my with my face buried in my cell phone, mm-hmm. which is a huge problem. And I and I drive around town and I see it all the time. People I see drivers pe- with their face in their cell phones, phones not just too. Dri- not just walking down the sidewalk, face buried in their phone, walking across yeah. the crosswalk right in front of me. What I'm about see- the people with headphones in, man, riding their bikes and walking around, cr- taking their bikes across crosswalks? They've got headphones in. They can't hear anything nope. going on around Completely them. Completely yeah. situa- the situational awareness is at near zero for a lot of these people. And then you combine that with people on their phones while they're driving, and you've got <laughs> a guaranteed <laughs> Absolutely. death or or serious bodily injury is going to come from that at some point. Yeah, Thank but, you, Sarah. But before I hear any more about uh, these these scanners, these sensors being implemented to slow, to to save people, because the government's so good at saving people from mm-hmm. problems they created in the first place, I want to know those stats. Yeah. I want to know, was the driver on a cell phone? I want to know if the pedestrian was on a cell phone. I want to know if there was alcohol involved. Mm-hmm. I want to know if they were, it was a crosswalk or it was some guy veering into the sidewalk. Those are important stats, and I don't think these, these sensors are going to do anything because I, I think I know what the problem is. It's you, people. You, you got Darwin taking care of dumb yep. people. Aria, what's going on with Kraken, uh, one of the better exchanges in the United States? I mean, they're all well, government regulated. They're all controlled. But at least to the guy's credit that that runs the organization there, he's been getting attacked by the leftist woke media because he won't tolerate wokeism, basically, in his company. He says everybody in the company has a right to whatever opinion they, they want. We're not going to come after somebody because uh, they're not towing the line on whatever belief systems. And the New York Times did a, a whole expose about him and Kraken and so on. And it looks like the government's now targeting him. The Treasury Department is investigating whether the crypto exchange Kraken allowed users in Iran to buy and sell digital tokens, Mm. said people with knowledge of the matter. One has to wonder if this is, in fact, some sort of blowback to exactly what you were just talking about, which is Kraken's unwillingness to play ball with the woke left. Mm-hmm. Kraken, one of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, is under federal investigation, suspected of violating U.S. sanctions by allowing users in Iran and elsewhere to buy and sell digital tokens, according to five people affiliated with the company or with knowledge of the inquiry. The Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control has been investigating Kraken since 2019 hmm. and is expected to impose a fine, said the people. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.